yeah, I know we gonna go hard. We built that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show sure with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll leave the wish you good luck. Only thing I'm Good evening and welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags and joining me as always is Dane and we are in a bye week recording here on Thursday night after the Monday night football uh, game with the Packers falling to the Raiders 17 to 13 in Las Vegas. So Packers fall now to two and three. And so tonight I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick recap of that game since we're a little bit off of our normal schedule but um, also wanted to just uh, get into some of our season today observations and a look ahead at the remainder of the season and kind of what we can expect so Dane first of all welcome in here tonight how are you doing this evening doing great buddy I'm doing great Uh, I mean as good as I'm gonna be after the Packers, uh, you know, drop another game, Packers are two and three now on the year. I will tell you though, buddy, what a good time for a bye week. Um, you know, I over the years always question, oh, would it be good to have a late bye week, or an early bye week? I'm so glad the bye is right now. Packers have some injuries, the offense looks disjointed, and um, I just can't think of a better time to try to get some guys on the same page. So I'm doing all right. Wish we were in a better situation here, but excited to talk about to you tonight about some of this Raiders game, but really also about looking ahead uh, where we think we're at, where we think we maybe can go as a team for the rest of the season. Yeah, Dane. So uh, just, just to do a quick look back at this game, it seems like a, a pattern is emerging, which isn't necessarily a good one with the defense where uh, we're good on odd weeks. Uh, so weeks one, three, and five, the defense seemed to do pretty well. Hold, held up, uh, held the Raiders uh, really to, to 14 points, uh, it, considering that uh, one interception from Jordan Love put the Raiders right in scoring range. Um, and we're able to hold them to that field goal. So um, pretty good overall performance. So I don't know. that We, we might have a, a few observations to touch on with the defense, but I think let's start. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, because uh, last week, uh, certainly it was Joe Barry and the defense that was under crosshairs uh, from you and a lot of other Packer fans and and myself as well. Uh, But Dane, offensive struggles uh, so far this year, ever since really after the first seven quarters, uh, that Bears game and then the first three quarters of the Falcons game, uh, just really inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of struggles, and it seemed to be even worse uh, against this Raiders team that uh, you had said you didn't have a lot of concerns with uh, 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 in terms of the guys that we were facing on that defense. But um, not to take uh, any credit away, Max Crosby had a huge game, but um, that was your number one concern coming into the week, and it didn't seem like this offense had any rhythm or any answer uh, for that guy or or any ability to, to get any rhythm or anything going on uh, at all uh, against this Raiders team. You're right. I mean, and, and it you know, it's, it's so cliche, but still, it's true. It starts up front. It always starts up front, uh, offensively and defensively. If you can set the tone at the line, line of scrimmage, you can win football games. And Wags, 
we talk about the offensive struggles and they're plentiful. And that's kind of the, the, the concern is it's not one thing at this point that we're isolating saying, if we can just do better at this, we can do better at a lot of things. But let's start with the offensive line. Um, decimated by injuries. Uh, David Bakhtiari, of course, we know, only able to play one game. He's done for the year. Um, a lot of other guys. Elton Jenkins came back super early um, from from the uh, the um, MCL injury, and um, you know, and, and toughed it out. And I thought actually played fairly well uh, despite all the the injury. But you know, John Runyon Jr. has been just a warrior, but he's been injured as well. Zach Tom also running into injury issues. And listen, these are not excuses. It's just the reality right now that the Packers are dealing with is that they're dealing with um, some inexperience along the offensive line, not a very cohesive unit across the offensive line, and uh, a fair number of injuries and wags. What does that equal? That equals Max Crosby being absolutely dynamic against the Packers. The Packers could not get the run game really going and, um, you know, forcing then Jordan Love and company into some some obvious passing situations. And there was no answer for him. And at one point, Wags, we saw Crosby go from one side of the line all the way across the other side of the line. Our buddy Goppy mentioned it. I don't think he was even touched and was able to, you know, get, get some pressure there. It was pretty remarkable. Um, so, so really, I mean, that's the identifying issue. There's a number of other issues across this offense, but starting there and, and, and coaching as well, the play calling. Um, I've been critical of Joe Barry a ton, uh, and I think I'm in good company with that. But over the last couple of weeks, offensively, it just has not been inspired football. Um, it hasn't been very creative football. I feel like um, they've they've put Jordan Love oftentimes more in the box almost um, instead of letting it adding uh, tools to his tool belt. And maybe some of that is starting up with the offensive line. But um, I'm extremely disappointed with the, the play calling and the offensive approach over the last couple of weeks as well. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, and some with the players, but man, the coaching staff right now. Um, and I, I, I am a Matt LaFleur guy. I'm not going to lie, but I am super disappointed in the scheme, the offense, and maybe it's time to just get back to basics because um, they can't run the ball. Having trouble now passing the ball in the offensive lines is, is in disarray. So that's not a great way to, you know, place to be five weeks into the season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. You mentioned Crosby and what he was doing in the pass rush. Honestly, I thought he was almost more disruptive in the run game, especially early in the game. Um, there, I just been watching some of the All-22 film, Dane, and not to get into a deep dive breakdown, but just a quick observation. One of the things that stood out um, just in charting the first three series uh, for the Packers on the offensive side of the ball, every time Packers were in 12 personnel uh, in the first couple of series and did late motion uh, with the core tight end, they were running the ball. And the Raiders, Crosby, were pinching down hard on that. And so that was an indicator. So clearly they were picking something up on film. And if it's that um, if it's that obvious, what do you do? You need to make some adjustments. Now, to give the coaching staff credit, second series, they came out and they were showing those looks, late motion, and doing some play action. And that was probably their most successful offensive series of the game, um, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, you know, we had play action pass on first down in that second series. Second, uh, then, then they go into, uh, after they pick up the first down, uh, they do another play action with the, the bootleg uh, to Jordan Love on, on the weak side. Um, Raiders were pinching down. So they made some adjustments, but then 
uh, starting in the third series, uh, they were really almost getting out of motion altogether, and things just started to become really discombobulated. Um, so it's like they ran out of moves for what to do on the offensive side. And I, I know that there's a lot of talk about the play calls, and rightly so. Um, I was watching the Manning cast, and they were making a lot of observations. Is Jordan Love being transparent or direct enough with Coach DeFore and his uh, offensive coaching staff about what plays really he's comfortable with at this point in time? Um, or are they getting into situations after a, a few series, they're charted, and it seems like, you know, they're a, a couple steps behind. Um, and, and Dane, I agree with you on the coaching, the play calling. This almost seemed like an overcorrection uh, yeah. by the Packers to try to get that run game going. And it's almost like the Raiders decided this is what they're going to try to do and we're going to be ready for it. Um, and then once they made that initial round of adjustments, they were almost out of chess moves to make at that point. Um, and and that's, that's how you get a result like what we saw on the offensive side of the ball um, in this game. And, and short of a Rudy Ford interception to start off the second half, I'm not sure the Packers get more than six points in this game. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, Wags. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, a, a lot has been made of, you know, is Jordan Love the guy? Is he not the guy, right? And that's an obvious thing, right? That's going to, I think, um, drive clicks and, and talk radio and all that. Um, I'm of the opinion it's still too early to tell. Um, you know, what, where are we at with Jordan? But and, and this isn't to make excuses, but with all the chaos around him right now, um, it, I don't know what else we can expect other than, you know, some interceptions. And I mean, he was running for his life thanks, a lot of that game. And, and listen, there's some, there's some issue there too. He's, he's missed some deep balls. He hasn't been good. His completion, completion percentage isn't very good. Um, that being said, he's also shown flashes right over this five weeks and then way more flashes than honestly, I was even anticipating early in the year. And maybe that's where my frustration comes in at kind of this bi-week perspective is I was really pleased with how he's handled some adversity, stepped up, made some plays in some big moments early in the season. And it, it almost felt like the coaching staff was was trying to take the ball out of his hands. He wasn't attacking the downfield at all with his throws until they were kind of forced to do it late in the game. And, um, you know, it just it's 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 a damn shame. Um, right now, he doesn't he haven't he hasn't had his playmakers like Aaron Jones, and um, you know, of course, Christian Watson's been hurt as well. Again, not an excuse, just a reality. Um, all the all the more reason I'm excited for this bye week to to kind of come by right now. Hopefully, the Packers can kind of regroup, resettle, refocus, and maybe find some things. Um, you know, that maybe Jordan is comfortable doing because I do think that playing within an offense, playing, finding a little bit of rhythm, he can be a very, very good quarterback for this team and he can win some football games. But the way it is right now, and if he's running for his life um, for the rest of the season, this is going to be, it's, it's impossible for any quarterback, especially a young quarterback, to develop when, you know, he, he's not getting kind of the time of protection that he needs. What do you think uh, we can do with that offensive line? Because, I mean, we talked about Bakhtiari, but after week two, we we're sitting here saying, you know what, is it time to move on from Bakhtiari? We didn't know necessarily the full extent of, of the, the newest injury at, at that point when we were talking. Um, and frankly, this was an offensive line that we thought would be the strength of the offense um, and one of the better offensive lines in the league. And that wasn't contingent just on David Bakhtiari. Uh, so, 
it's been really disappointing, I think, uh, the performance that we've gotten uh, out of these guys, because you can say that they weren't 100 percent, that they're banged up. And I agree with all of that, Dane. But short of Bakhtiari, the five guys that we had in there are the guys that we would have anticipated rolling with. Um, you know, we didn't have any other quote unquote backups in the game at this point in time. I guess you could consider uh, Rashid Walker a backup, but he's the starter now for the rest of the season, unless, unless uh, he gets hurt or if he gets replaced by someone else. So I, I think, you know, I, I'd like to hear from you. What, 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 what would you anticipate? Are there going to be any more changes you think? Um, um, I, I mean, you got to go with the best guys you have. So I'm not sure that there's really a lot of, of answers other than um, just to improve performance. Are there some things schematically, that we could be doing that would, would help these guys up front to get, get better rhythm and uh, play to the strengths of the five guys we have. Um, do we need to move uh, Zach Tom uh, from tackle inside to shore things up? Um, I'm just kind of open to anything at this point because uh, from a talent perspective, I think these guys could be still form a very good offensive line with, with, you know, and, and you throw Nyman into the mix, even the six guys that we have, um, short of Bakhtiari. So, so what's going on and, and what do you think you would like to see or what do you think the coaching staff might be looking at to try to address this? Because this is very unlike um, the Packers to, to not have a, a really solid offensive line up front, um, especially with Stenovich's offensive coordinator. That's been his calling card in the entire time he's been in Green Bay. Yeah, um, it's a great question. It's a really, really great question, Wags. And, you know, so I'm a big proponent, I think I've always have been, of getting your best five out there and not worrying about the continuity. I mean, at this point, this is an offensive line that there is no continuity, right? At least for, for last week, it was it was kind of a mess. So um, I think Yash Naiman is one of the top five guys on the offensive line. Um, so that, that the Packers have available. I think the consistent weak link of this offensive line, and, and I hate to I hate to say it, but it's been Josh Myers at center. Um, and I think that um, long term is Zach Tom maybe offensive tackle. Yeah, I mean I think he can play anywhere. He's kind of an Elton Jenkins type. But for this season, if if you told me going into this week we had Yash Nyman at left tackle, Rashid uh, Walker at right tackle. And then we had Elton Jenkins at left guard. We had uh, John Runny Jr. right guard and Zach Tom moved inside to center. I think that's the best five uh, for this unit going forward. Um, so um, I know that's not probably popular. I think it's fairly unlikely that that's what the Packers do. Um, but from the armchair quarterback perspective, I like that five. I think that um, I, I think also Zach Tom is definitely dealing with an injury right now. He's not a hundred percent, and maybe playing more on the inside and having a little bit of help. Um, would maybe help him uh, as he's working through an injury. So I think that there's a couple of reasons why I really like that idea um, overall. But short of that, um, we've got to make sure that just because guys can play, are they are they as good as maybe you know somebody like a Yash Nyman who can come in until guys get healthy, right? So um, at end of the day, um, I, I really I, I have a lot of admiration for the guys that are getting out there and getting after it. But um, how hurt are they? How how much is the injury actually impacting, right? But at the end of the day, man, it, give me give me Yash and Walker in the corners and find Zach Tom in the center, and I think that this is a very very good offensive line um, coming out of the bye week. Um, I'll be curious to see what the Packers do though to um, you know try to address these concerns or if they they keep, they keep um, you know the status quo. But I'm concerned the status quo isn't going to be good enough as it currently stands. 
Yeah, I think, okay, I agree with that. It's funny you said that five because you're reading my mind. That's exactly how I would have gone. Um, I think, you know, another option certainly is, is to think about it, one way or another. I, I just don't see how Yash Nyman is not one of our top five offensive yeah. linemen. I'm going to keep beating that drum. I, it's not just because he's been on this, uh, you know, show a couple of times. I mean, we like the guy clearly. Or I'm not going to be afraid to admit I'm a bit biased in that perspective. But he's gone out there and performed. Uh, his oh, first couple of first couple of starts, uh, you know, he's going against Boza in San Francisco. Uh, you know, he's going against Watt against Pitt in Pittsburgh. Um, so he, he and he held up. Uh, and he played the rest of that season two years ago uh, in, in difficult circumstances. So I, I think if you want to get your best five out there, you're going to, to your point, not have to worry about continuity and throw that out the window um, and, and figure out how to get that done. I, I think I will say, I know you're a big Rashid Walker fan. He had a tough week uh, this mm-hmm. week. He did. And one of the things that he's going to need to really focus on is going back and looking at tape. Um, he's a little bit too straight up. I um, mean, he's getting in, in against the Raiders. He was getting bully blocked uh, quite a bit. Um, so he's got to work on getting his hips sunk a little bit better when he's in those pass pro situations and letting guys come to him and having that solid base because uh, he got steamrolled a few times. And, and that's making things really difficult uh, for Jordan Love. So not to single Walker out because I, I think he has a bright future, but that's something that he's going to need to shore up. Uh, I think certainly Zach Tom, uh, similar situation. He was reaching for some guys um, instead of uh, – getting that base and, and trusting uh, and that could have to do with the injury and, and not feeling a hundred percent and not maybe feeling quite as mobile as he typically would be out on there at the edge, but that's all the more reason to kick him inside. Yeah. I think at this point uh, and uh, th- that's, he might just be not only more comfortable there right now, if he's dealing with a nagging injury, um, but I think that improves the offensive line as a whole. Um, one other thing I think I think we would be, um, we can't fail to mention is this young tight end group has been struggling uh, with blocking as well. Uh, and I hate to uh, throw that out there because I have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to be strong contributors and continue to develop. But uh, we know tight end is a very, very difficult position for young players to learn in the NFL. And I think the reality of the situation is uh, you're going out there, you're expecting them to do an awful lot. Um, that's both in the run game and go out there as pass catchers. They've got to be so multidimensional uh, in an offense like this. And that's just a very, very challenging job. And unfortunately, I think with some of the tells that we saw schematically and clearly the Raiders were picking up on, um, now, now you're in situations where we've got Dontavian Wicks uh, as a wide receiver as well, uh, needing to, to crack block uh, on a defensive lineman and just getting blown up. I'm thinking of the play when they did uh, end around with Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Loss of five, they had a nice drive going. Um, so that they had to settle for the field goal uh, in that drive early in the first, in, uh, their second series in the first quarter. Um, you know, uh, Musgrave uh, and uh, DeGuara 
were having some challenges with some of the, you know, the pinch downs that the Raiders were doing. They were called on to block and frankly, they were just out of position to be able to do that. And those plays were getting completely blown up. So I don't necessarily completely blame those guys because some of that scheme and, uh, you know, the opposing players and coaching staff picking up on some, some certain uh, indicators that the Packers are doing. So they've got to fix that, number one. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fact is that I, I think we underrate what, you know, guys like Mercedes Lewis and even Bob Tunyon and Alan Lazard were doing out there as blockers in the run game for all the deficiencies they had as pass receivers, maybe not Lazard as much, but um, definitely not dynamic as pass receivers. Um, uh, it's it's probably not out of line that we should expect that we would struggle a little bit with some of our edge blocking. And that's clearly something that's impacting the run game as well. It's a good point. It's a good point. And I mean, all, all the more reason you were talking about this and running the ball. I mean, I think that's one of Yash Nyman's strong points and, and not to belabor this, but I mean, like it's it just, we, we need to get something going. We need to shake it up a little bit. And I just, I, I see opportunity. And when we see opportunity, I just feel like we need to be able to take it because the run game has been a huge problem. And going into the year, I really thought the strong point of this team was going to be they're going to be able to run the ball and, and open it up for Jordan Love to be able to, you know, find some open guys and, and make some plays. And unfortunately, for, through the first five weeks, Wags, what we've constantly seen is like, oh, you know, Jordan, you're going to have to drop back a bunch and throw the ball. And it's just not fair and it's not realistic uh, to a young quarterback and a very young wide receiver group that they're not able to run the ball at all. And it doesn't help Aaron Jones has been out. I think Aaron Jones has had 17 touches through five weeks. Of course, he's had some injuries um, to, to contribute to that. But um, if the Packers can't get the run game going, um, it, it's, it's going to be uh, – you know, extremely detrimental to not only the season, but also I think big picture of what we're looking at here is trying to see, do we have a guy in Jordan Love? And it's really hard to, to um, you know, really grade a guy when there's no run game to speak of and the offensive line's crumbling around him and he's got, you know, pretty inexperienced pass catchers. And, you know, now you're expecting him to go down there and march down the field. I just, it's, it's a really hard spot to put Jordan in. And, um, you know, at end of the day, the, the, the um, NFL is a quarterback driven league. So I keep going back to Jordan Love because, um, you know, 24, 25, we're only going as far as, in my opinion, is what the quarterback can really do, right? You need to have a good team around them, but it, it sure as hell helps to have a stud quarterback. And I just, I, I want to see what Jordan has and, and not to say that you can't elevate guys around him, but right now it's just really tough sledding. And um, the coaching staff, I don't think has put him in the best position to succeed either. And it's frustrating to watch from my position. You know, one thing, and I don't know what you would think about this, Dane, but one yeah. thing I think think might be beneficial that could be a wrinkle is, uh, and Coach McClure even acknowledged this after the game, uh, is they didn't get Jordan Love out on on the edges and kind of moving outside the pocket as much as he would have liked to at this last game. And I think that's another adjustment that if you're not going to get teams to respect the run game with your traditional running backs um, and you can't stretch the field horizontally with that, um, 
and they're not respecting play action because, frankly, that's not really going anywhere either. Then maybe it's in, in Jordan Love is sitting in the pocket and being targeted. Maybe the next move is let's roll the pocket, get him out of the pocket, because one of the things that he has been successful at, and which is not surprising, is using his legs um, in throughout the first five weeks of the season. I don't think Jordan Love's all of a sudden going to turn into a dynamic running quarterback, but uh, if you can give him some looks, I think a um, that can while while that can reduce the number of progressions that you can make because you're cutting off half the field. Um, one of the things that I think was happening was he was almost going through his progressions too far uh, and not just getting rid of the ball uh, to the get get the the simple route, get rid of the ball, let your receiver make a play. Not every play may go for ten, fifteen, twenty yards. Um, Get the ball out to your receiver on your first or second read um, when it's there. And if you, if they make a guy miss, maybe it's a seven-yard to ten-yard pickup. Uh, otherwise, it's a three-yard gain. Oh, fine. You, you go back to the huddle and you get the next play. At least you're at six, second and seven instead of second and ten uh, in that situation. Um, or worse, uh, if you get a sack. Um, and then I think the other thing is, is that enables him to get – better view of what's in front of him um, as a young quarterback. So if that pass is not there, you can either throw it away or tuck and run and just try to make the most of, uh, of what you can uh, out of that play just to get some positive yardage. So um, I, I, you can't just roll out every time you're going to do a pass play. I understand that, Dane, but I think that would be uh, another uh, thing that they could try to implement a little bit more rather than just trying to use the motion looks to try to get the defense to, to – take someone out of the box or make an adjustment, which doesn't seem like is, is happening anyway, based on the unsuccessful nature of what they've been able to do in the run game. Wags, I'm curious question. I'm not fishing for, for an answer one way or another, but it's something that I pose um, during the game on, on our social channels. It was you know, Did this game, from an offensive, from a coaching perspective, offensively, did it feel less aggressive? Than, than in previous weeks to you, because I, I watched it. And, and of course, the reason I posed the question is, and I, I go back to, um, I forget what series exactly it was. Packers are near the goal line. First two plays are just runs up the middle uh, with AJ Dillon, goes nowhere. And then, you know, the Packers end up having to kick a field goal. And I feel like in the first couple of weeks, um, Jordan Love, maybe they do a little RPO there, right? And they give Jordan a chance. And for whatever reason, it seemed like in this week, they, from my perspective, they were almost like scared to give Jordan the ball. And I get it. He threw three picks. I get all that. But, but, you know, independent of that, the, the coaching around it, it seemed like they like were really cautious. So I'm kind of curious. Did you feel like they were cautious or am I just seeing things there? Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt that way at times in the game. But to be honest, going back and watching the film, I, I think what they were trying to do, clearly they wanted to get the run game going. And I understand that. And we've been asking for that. So it's hard to be mad about that uh, is to get some rhythm uh, and get the run game going. First couple of series, they quite honestly, even though they only came away with three points, I think they did a pretty good job of that. Um, Opening the second half, uh, Rudy Ford gets the interception. We go down and get the the touchdown. And it's one of those things where it's great that they were able to, you know, run, 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 get it in the end zone. A.J. Dillon gets the touchdown. Um, On the other hand, it almost feels like it was 
a silver bullet because then on the next series, we're in a situation where, um, you know, we run, run, run in that, uh, you know, red zone instead of really giving Jordan Love any opportunities to throw the ball into the end zone. Um, and the Raiders stuffed it. Now that can happen. I understand that. Um, and that's just, that's just a, a microcosm of, of, I think what you're talking about, Dane, in this game. Um, but in general, I agree. Now, I think what's interesting is, is I thought the return of Christian Watson to fuller strength and more snaps was going to open things up around the middle of the field for uh, Musgrave and Jaden Reed and, and uh, Romeo Dobbs in the pass game. And it seems like that didn't happen at all. And I don't know if it's because, you know, teams and, and Raiders and teams in general are just looking at this and saying, you know what? We haven't seen Jordan Love complete a, a vertical pass yet. Why are we going to be concerned about this? Let's see him actually do it before we're going to make the adjustment of rolling guys back into deeper coverage. Uh, Christian Watson might beat our guy, but it doesn't seem like they've been able to find that connection. So why are we going to be terribly concerned about that? Now, I don't know if that's actually what's happening, but uh, there there's not a lot of room to operate um, in, in that first 10 to 15 yards in the middle of the field, like I was saying in the first couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if there's some things that can open that back up because we really need those latter three guys I mentioned to, to cook because it's all so complimentary. Everything comes together. Uh, but if you're play calling and everything's underneath run, run, underneath passes, throwing into the flat, uh, that gets really easy to defend um, regardless of whether that's, you know, uh, a cause and effect, or if that's just shooting yourself in the foot to spite yourself because you're not taking any shots or taking any opportunities. So um, I, I don't know, Dane, if it was a, a, an adjustment thing, but um, I, I do think that the game plan uh, was a, a little bit out of order when the Raiders were able to throw them off uh, early on uh, with the run looks that they were giving them. Uh, and then the Packers just never really had an answer the, the further they had to go down in the playbook. So, um, you know, this is a lot of scheme stuff to me. And, and unfortunately, uh, when uh, Coach LaFleur, this is not a this year problem. We've seen the offense uh, has been inconsistent the last couple of years. Uh, even with Aaron Rodgers, we saw a lot of inconsistency the last couple of seasons at times. So, um, you know, this has been something that I think has been a three year problem for Coach LaFleur and the offensive coaching staff. Um, so quite honestly, I don't know why we would expect it to be any different this year with a bunch of younger players and new and new guys uh, on this roster. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. And, um, you know, it's going to be I'm, – I'm really eager. And I, honestly, it sounds silly. I'm a little excited to see how this offensively, this team reacts after the bye week because this is a chance for them to regroup and, and, and try to figure some stuff out. Um, anything else on the offensive side that you want to touch on before we talk defense? That's a really good call out, Dane. And I got to say, if they can't figure things out against a defense that gave up 70 points this season in the Denver Broncos and just gave up 31 points to a meager New York Jets offense team, um, then I don't know what you're gonna where you turn from there. Right. So... Uh, not only self-scouting, getting some things figured out schematically, but just who they're playing. So um, so th when they come back from the bye, we better see a, a good performance. Now, whether they that means all three phases or not against the Broncos, we'll have to see. But 
Um, clearly, uh, this is a team coming up that you would expect to have some success on offensively because everyone is having success on them. It's great. You're right, Wags. That's a really good point. And, and it's it's perfect timing, right? And the Packers do have a couple weeks to scheme for this Denver Broncos defense. If they come out and lay an egg against Denver, then um, we're going to have a pretty somber podcast <laughs> I yeah. think after that one. Yeah. Um, so, Dane, I, I, I guess I don't have a ton of thoughts on defense, and, and I don't really need to get into recap. I, frankly, I thought they played pretty well, and good to I'm see they responded. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, so, I guess the big picture question I have for you is, you know, what can we do to be more consistent uh, on the defensive side of the ball for the rest of this season? Because uh, I'm... I'm just sick of every other week uh, wanting to fire Joe Barry, and it seems like this defense can't stop anyone. Uh, and then the next week, you know, frankly, they look competent some weeks. So, I, I mean, what what can we do? I, I know it's not easy to stop every team uh, that you face. We've got some really good offenses and quarterbacks in this league, but based on who they played so far, Dane, I, I would have loved to see more consistency from this defense. So, um, you know, what did you see in this Raiders game that you think maybe give us a shred of hope uh, that this defense could could carry us moving forward? No, it's, it's a good question. I mean, I, I do think that they more or less limited the run game of the Raiders, and that's that's huge. We've talked a little bit about it. I mean, that is a weak point of this Packers team um, traditionally, but, um, you know, we, we've said, you know, what we would like to see this defense do, it's, it's maybe double down on the defensive efforts and try to make a defensive stop running the ball. Um, and, and then let some of your playmakers on the back end, where I think a lot of the talent lies on this defense, um, let those playmakers go make plays against big time players. And, um, you know, I, uh, so if we can stop, continue to, you know, stop the run. And I, I understand it is the NFL, right? They're, they're trying, the opposing team's always trying to win too. And you're going to have good weeks, you're going to have bad weeks. I don't care who you are. Um, but if this Packers team, I, 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 I'm encouraged by the physicality uh, of the defense uh, in stretches here. And, and some guys really, really popped out. And I'm curious to see what happens with Quay Walker and the injury there. But even Wegs, I'll tell you what, Eric Wilson stepped up. And had a really nice game. I thought overall played some really good hard nosed football. Um, the defensive line, Kenny Clark, consistently right. If if they're able to stop the run, if the Packers can can you know get off the field and keep Kenny Clark at around forty snaps a game, he, he's all that much better. So when we start to look at consistency, I do think it really does start with doubling down the efforts to stop the run. The more often that we're able to keep the running back under seventy or so yards. The, the better opportunities we're going to have. And I mean, hell, even against Devontae Adams' wags, I was pretty impressed overall with how the Packers, we've seen Devontae Adams, um, even in his Raiders time here, carve up teams, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And largely, I mean, if you told me that Tay did what he did, I'd be like, hey, that's a pretty damn good effort by the defense. So, I mean, they I thought that the guys overall really came to play defensively. They, they, they stuck their necks out there. Um, I mentioned the physicality. I mean, Rashawn Gary um, getting off that pitch count, I think, and had another nice sack, really, really coming into his own as a pass rusher, but also I thought played the run really well in, in, uh, when, when he was given the opportunity there. Um, and Rudy Ford, we, we talked about on our social media this week, but Rudy Ford had a really good game again. Not only the interception, which makes all the highlights, but wags, the tackles, the stops, 
um, you know, really physical guy. And, and when, when you start to see your safeties go up there and fly around and make plays, I mean, it's, it's really, I think guys feed off of that. So was really pleased with that. So as we go forward, I'm excited to get Eric Stokes back. Um, in the building. And, you know, I think we're getting close to a return of him. I'm excited to continue to see high level play from, from Jair and from Missoula Douglas and really stop the run and let our guys on the back end make some plays. I, I, I truly believe that that is a recipe for success because we have the talent on this team to be successful defensively. Yeah. Um, with Tay, I mean, what can you say? Uh, number one cornerback, Preston Smith, uh, holds him for uh, one catch in six yards. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. That's, that's gonna, that's always gonna lead to success, right, Dane? So, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, you know, one of the things with uh, the defense, I, I do, one of the things I do like that what they're doing, they're, they're sticking to, and I don't know if this is just because of its injury and like Rashawn being on a pitch count and, you know, you go on down the line, but it seems like they have been, really making a conscious effort to get some of the young guys snaps. Now I know obviously in the middle linebacker, you know, McDuffie and, and um, Wilson wouldn't normally get any snaps because uh, uh, if you've got Quay Walker out there and, and Devondre Campbell, those guys are going to get all the snaps at that position. But you look at the defensive line, Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, um, they're not getting a ton of snaps, but they're getting rotated in. And I think that not only helps them develop, it keeps uh, the rest of the guys up front pressure um you know we're seeing uh guys like Enoch Barre and and Lucas Van Ness our, our first round pick uh getting more snaps and again part of that could be Rashawn Gary getting full health uh but I think that's giving them more opportunities to show that and I think they both uh made some nice plays out there uh, again this week so um sometimes you this isn't a, a defense is not the side of the ball where you want to just line up 11 and say, go. Uh, I think defense is really, you want to have 15, uh, 15, 16 guys that are going to be involved throughout the game. And I think we might even see that in the DB uh, group with Eric Stokes, uh, cause he's going to be on the field, Dane. So, um, I, I'm not suggesting that they're going to pull Jair Alexander or, uh, you know, Razul Douglas uh, for a bunch of snaps uh, just to get Eric Stokes out on the football field. But I think there's different ways that you can keep these guys fresh and, and get more guys involved on a defensive side. Um, that that enables them to really be going full tilt uh, when they're out there uh, on the field and can maintain their physicality. Uh, hopefully, over the course of a game and, and a season, uh, you see less sloppy missed tackles, uh, you know, penalties, holdings, uh, things of the, that nature that can happen when defense starts to get worn down a little bit. Um, so if they can win uh, more consistently, like you said this week that they did um, uh, against the run game, even if it means having to sell out a little bit and be a little bit more aggressive, Koei Walker really shooting the gaps uh, when he was in there uh, this week, um, that can make you susceptible to some play action. Uh, but this is what we've been asking for, Dane, because uh, I think overall we've got the defensive backs uh, to be able to read and react. And we might give up some plays underneath in, in some of those uh, play action situations, uh, but we might also win up front uh, and get to the quarterback before they can get rid of the ball. Uh, and or I think we've got the DBs that are going to be able to make shifts and adjustments uh, against most offenses in the league if, if they want to do those a, a predominant number of times. So um, it's weird. Uh, here we are. It's like almost, 
I don't want to say super confident in this defense moving forward, uh, but I, I definitely feel more confident in the defensive side of the ball at this point uh, moving forward for the rest of the season than I do on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I don't want to overreact to the offense. Aaron Jones really hasn't been out there at all, uh, aside from, you know, what, three quarters uh, of the first game. Uh, so, you know, let's see what it looks like when he's back out there. But um, but if, if this defense can hold teams to, you know, 15 to 18 points most weeks, um, we're going to be in games. Now, will we win a bunch of them? That remains to be seen. Uh, but if nothing else, we'll be in games uh, and we'll have an opportunity in the fourth quarter to, to, to pull some of these out. Well, Wags, and I, I love that. And there is reason for, for real optimism on this defense, right? Because we, we've seen improvement. We've seen some really good play. You mentioned some of the guys that are rotating in. I love what uh, Enigbari was able to do yet again this week. I, I'm really, I really like his game. The Packers found a guy in him. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. But Devondre Campbell has been injured, and I expect him to be coming back sooner rather than later. Uh, Eric Stokes coming back as well. I mean, th- those are two guys, Wags, that are real impact football players for this for this uh, defense. So you get those guys back and flowing. Um, it's 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 not a bad sign, right? To to start to see some of those kind of guys that can really make some plays there. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you a question. You mentioned. Carl Brooks, uh, the the rookie defensive lineman, um, he sticks out to me uh, as a rookie. He's one of those rookies that's just like every time he's out there, man, I'm like, look at 94, doing what 94 is doing. Um, what do you make of him? Because um, you, you mentioned him and he is getting some run on that defensive line, but holy smokes, he's been as impressive as any rookie. Uh, that that I can think of on this Packers team so far, uh, he he's he seems level headed, mature guy, but also just bust heads. So what well, you know, uh, floor is yours, Carl Brooks. What's your what's your read after five weeks? Yeah, um, quite honestly, I think he's been more impactful than uh, Devontae Wyatt has uh, this season, which is not to like single out Devontae Wyatt, but we were expecting big things from him this season. He was the impact guy uh, early in camp on the defensive side of the ball. And he just hasn't really been that impactful. Um, now, is he doing his job and, and soaking up blocks? Um, yes, to a degree, but he's not really been a playmaker. Carl Brooks, in the snaps that he's been out there, has found more opportunities to be a playmaker. Now, there's more to being a defensive lineman than, you know, uh, getting a sack or, you know, shedding a block and, and getting a, a tackle for a loss. Those are great things when they happen. But if you do that too much, you might also be finding yourself out of position uh, more often than not. Um, that's not what I'm seeing from Carl Brooks. This is a guy that's winning up front and um, in not as a ton of snaps either. So um, it'll be interesting. We we were critical of, of the defensive line. Um, you know, and the defensive coaching staff. I think it's really positional coaches that make the decisions for how many snaps these guys are getting. Um, frankly, last year, uh, for Dean Lowry getting too many snaps, um, Tyler Lancaster getting too many snaps in past seasons. And, um, and we had guys, young guys behind them that we weren't necessarily positive were going to outplay those guys. But based on the performance, we really felt like should have been getting more opportunities. Well, now we've got a situation where these young guys and, and Brooks and Wooden uh, are are actually getting more opportunities, um, but 
in Brooks's case, I agree. I think he's actually, to some degree, outperforming, um, you know, uh, Devontae Wyatt. And, and, and I know TJ Slayton's a different position. Uh, certainly Kenny Clark's Kenny Clark. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Brooks getting some more snaps. So it's going to be interesting to track and watch um, how that goes because um, this is a performance-based league. And quite honestly, I don't care where you were drafted or if you're a starter to start the season or where you're at. Um, you know, from a snap count perspective, I want the best guys to get out there more often than not. And if Kyle Brooks is one of those guys, um, let's let's run him out there. I, I, that that doesn't mean I'm giving up on Devonte Wyatt. Um, it doesn't mean that I, I am not hopeful that all of these guys can be contributing uh, in the stretch run of, of this season. Because if those things happen, um, I, then it almost doesn't matter how, how mad we are at Joe Barry for his team. Because we've got we've been saying all along we've got all the talent to be able to have a really good defense. So uh, maybe it's just the guys that are going to make this happen, and, and it's not going to be on the coaching staff uh, that are going to be indicative of of the performance we get on the defensive side of the ball. Um, independent of the Devondre Campbell um, injury and, you know, coming back, how critical is it to get Quay Walker back? Uh, you know, he left the game. We're not sure where he's at. I've been, he's, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. It's him. It's Rashawn. You know, there's a couple guys that you just go, man, I love watching them play. I love how Walker plays for the Packers. So how critical is it to this defense overall? Second-year guy who I think is really just growing in to being a leader on the defense. So what what, what say you, Wags? Yeah, I mean, as, as well as McDuffie and Wilson, I think, have filled in. Um, and, and this last week with Wilson more so and McDuffie for a few weeks now. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we want both of those guys back. I mean, clearly, uh, Campbell, you could, some might argue that he didn't have his best season last year, two years ago, he had a standout all pro season. So uh, both of these and Quay Walker's coming into zone. I said last week that you could make a good argument that Quay Walker and Rudy Ford have been the most consistent players on the defensive side of the ball, irrespective of Rashawn Gary in the limited snaps that he's had. Um, uh, but just, just thinking of like more broadly, um, and nothing changed uh, in terms of my perspective on that after this week. Obviously Walker got hurt and wasn't able to finish the game, but Rudy Ford had a hell of a game out there. Uh, and uh, he's just, uh, both of those guys are, are the ones that seem to be just toughing it out and, and really stepping up their play. Um, it was nice to see Preston Smith have, uh, I think, uh, one of his best games of the season. Uh, I know I was joking around on the Devontae, Devontae, <laughs> Devontae Adams coverage. Uh, we don't need to see that, uh, mm-hmm. anymore, but, um, certainly I, I think there's opportunities here, um, for, for, you know, uh, impact play. And, um, so Quay Walker in his second season, uh, is just standing out um, on film and, and on, you know, in the moment for that matter. So, um, yeah, it sounds like he avoided serious injury. So hopefully he's good to go after the bye, but certainly we'll get a better feel for it uh, once they get back into practice next week. He's so tough, man. I, I just, I really like him. He, he just, he, 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 he's a Packer, right? There's something about him I really like. Um, anything else on defense? Otherwise, I want to ask you about Anders Carlson because, wow, I mean, I, we were both concerned, I think, coming out of preseason wags, but through five weeks, he's been perfect. He's, he's hit the, he's hit the kicks. I think he's, he's played really well under the, under the bright lights. I'm not sure exactly what changed, but, um, man, oh man, I, I've been really enjoying watching him kick that ball. Yeah, no, 
kudos to him. Um, we were wrong. They didn't need competition for him, I guess. I love being uh, wrong, Wags, when we're talking <laughs> about negatives. Yeah. So uh, from a special team perspective, I, you know, honestly, I, I think the one thing that I, obviously has been a little bit disappointing is has been the the coverage and the returns. So, um, you know, it'd be nice to get that going. We didn't have anything. I think we don't need to remind anyone that we got nothing from the return game for what the first six, seven games last year. Um, and, uh, it was really the second half of the season that that started to get going. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, coach Passaccio can see some adjustments, get some, uh, some blocking schemes, uh, in order, get everyone in line here, get good full health. And that can help with special teams consistency as well. And, uh, Hopefully we can get some, some breakouts, uh, in that return game, uh, as we move forward as well. Cause, uh, that couldn't really help a struggling offense if we can get some better field position or even some points on the board, uh, from special teams. So that's uh, good. I mean, and you know, one thing that we, we never truly know about uh, any specialist, right? Is until it gets windy and cold at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Um, but that, that aside, I really like the young legs we have in Andres Carlson and uh, Daniel Whalen. I think that both of them have been really consistently good so far this year. So excited to see what they can do once it gets cold. But, you know, the early returns, I think, we, you know, going into the bye, I feel very good about where we're at with these two young guys. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, if they can keep doing that, uh, you know, obviously the main thing is you just don't want special teams to be something that kills you, uh, in the game. And, um, aside from giving up the pun return touchdown, I, I think for the most part, uh, we've been fine there. Um, a few too many penalties for my liking, but, um, nothing that's, that's causing the other team to directly get points on the board from special teams, uh, turnovers, uh, you know, uh, aside from that punt return that they gave up against the Saints. So, um, but, you know, um, I, I think we can, we can get better performance from, from the return game and second half of the season. And hopefully we can get K9 going and, and let them get loose for one or two here soon. Yes. That'd be good. That'd be good. Wags, we're coming up on 50 minutes. Uh, anything else that you uh, can no. think of as we do this? Oh, uh, I, I thought we were going to do legitimately 25 to 30 no, tonight, and we just failed yeah. once again, and yeah. we went deep dive. So um, so you're welcome, and I'm sorry at the same time. Uh, but no, um, folks, enjoy the bye week. We'll be back um, not next Monday, but next Thursday to do a preview uh, since we don't have a recap to do this week. So uh, I think that does it for us uh, for tonight. Thanks so much for jumping on and joining us, listening along. As always, be legendary and go Pack Go! go. Pack, go. Yeah, I know we gonna go hard. We built that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing-